Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For months, Republicans have blamed President Joe Biden for sky-high gasoline prices. But now, those attacks are running into a major problem. Gas prices are actually falling, and for now, that trend means the issue may not be the lethal campaign weapon the GOP had expected ahead of the midterms. See, the national average price of a gallon of regular gas has shed more than 70 cents since its peak above $5 a gallon at the beginning of June. And market analysts are generally expecting fuel prices to continue to fall through the end of the year. So today, we check in with Politico's Ben Lefebvre about why gasoline prices have fallen, if experts think that trend will continue, and how much credit the Biden administration deserves. It's Thursday, July 28th. So, Ben, U.S. gasoline prices have steadily fallen since its peak in June, and you report that might have implications for the upcoming midterm elections in November. So why is that? Prices are still high compared to a year ago and even higher compared to when President Biden came into office, but they have been dropping pretty considerably for the past month or so. So I think we reached the high of a national average of $5 in a gallon in June. For clarification, that wasn't the all-time high. That was the all-time nominal high, but not the all-time high adjusted for inflation. But while prices remain high compared to like a year or two ago, they're down 70 cents from where they were about a month ago almost. So this has implications in that Republicans had been counting on gasoline prices and inflation as being like the lethal weapon to take down Democrats going into November. But this drop in prices looks to dull that edge a little bit. Prices are still high and they can point to that. But I think that when Democrats can get in a yeah, but that softens how much damage the attack may do. Right. So prices in this moment in late July are coming down. The midterms are in November. Do analysts expect that prices will stay low when voters are actually voting or could they rise again? Trying to call the oil market is kind of a fool's game. But analysts I talked to said if there are no major shocks to the system of the type we've seen in the past year, they're expecting prices to continue to drift down. Oil prices have fallen as U.S. production increases, as market analysts figured out that Russia was still able to ship some of its oil to India and China, despite European and U.S. sanctions on it. So there's more oil sloshing around in the international markets. Remember, we've got about a month left of U.S. driving season, so that's going to be a downturn in demand. There already is a downturn in demand. They say in the in the oil business, the best cure for high prices is high prices. So folks think when we saw prices get to $5 a gallon back in mid-June, that that maybe caused some people to cancel their vacation plans. Now, that's the other wild card is how much will folks see falling prices and say, oh, yeah, that's great. Prices are cheaper, cheaper than they were. And how much is it going to be 
well, prices got so high that I had to cancel my plans. And so that still remains to be seen. And we saw an interesting press release from Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, who's running for Senate in the state. We saw some Democrats take to Twitter and ballyhooing, hey, you know, prices have fallen every single day in the summer since that peak. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain tweeted. But Fetterman leavened it a little bit and said prices are still high. It still costs him personally 100 bucks to fill up his Dodge Ram this past week. So he still said, yeah, look, prices are falling, but it's the bills remain high for most people. So don't start the celebration yet. And then the president, of course, has been blaring the news of falling gasoline prices. He's excited. How much credit are analysts actually giving the president and his policies for falling gasoline prices? Things like releases of crude from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and diplomacy with Saudi Arabia. Have those actually made a difference? I think folks will give them a little bit of credit for the SPR releases. Those did seem to help to get more crude onto the market and calm markets. But as we've written in Politico in the past couple of weeks, part of the big problem for fuel prices is that there's a bottleneck in the U.S. refining system. So there is some thought, well, you can have as much oil as you want on the market, but unless you have more capacity to turn it into fuel, it's not going to do too much. But the SPR release probably did help bring oil prices back out of the stratosphere that they had reached earlier this year. And that will drag oil prices down. But I don't think you can attribute this all part and parcel to the administration's moves. There's the old DC saw of, you know, presidents don't have many tools in their toolkit to combat rising gasoline prices, even though whatever party is out of power will like to blame them for it. And the reverse is true. There aren't many tools to bring down gasoline prices, but when prices do fall, the incumbents will like to talk it up. We saw President Biden come out and specifically say, hey, gas prices are falling. We've seen members of his his administration highlight the point on Twitter. We saw Senator Angus King out of Maine. He's an independent, but he caucuses with the Democrats. He brought it up at a Senate committee hearing of the Republicans were happy to blame Biden when prices went up. Are they going to credit him when prices go down? Too long didn't read. No, they're not. I think that President Biden probably would get a little bit of credit, but not for the whole entire shebang. Also, on Wednesday, Senator Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced they reached a surprise deal on a reconciliation bill that includes energy and climate provisions. The bill, known as the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, includes the biggest climate spending package in U.S. history, devoting hundreds of billions of dollars for incentives for clean energy technologies. The legislation aims to cut carbon emissions by 40% by 2030. For context, the agreement between Manchin and Schumer is a major about-face and comes after Manchin had rejected climate and energy measures two weeks ago. The Senate is scheduled to go on recess at the end of next week, and Democrats are looking to pass their new bill as soon as possible. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.